in franchising, and this can be a little frustrating sometimes for, for folks, there is not a one-size-fits-all answer. It is an incredibly individualized and personalized process. Welcome to Frank Coach's Franchising 101 podcast series. Here, we talk about all things franchising. What is it all about? Is it for you? How do you find the best one to own? And so much more. Now your host, Tim Parmeter. Hello, everyone, and thanks again for tuning in to Frank Coach's Franchising 101 podcast series. I am Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of Frank Coach and your podcast host. Uh, today, it is just me, just me and you, I guess. Uh, no guests for today because we want to talk about a specific part of the franchise search and a, a thing that we always want people to compare and contrast. And frankly, it's something people don't realize they need to compare and contrast, um, and that is the significance and the importance um, in the size of the franchise. Um, size doesn't always matter um, with a franchise. Uh, we're going to discuss some of the advantages, the disadvantages, uh, differences from a well-established franchise with hundreds and hundreds of franchise owners versus being in a more emerging brand, one that's under 100, 50, 20 sometimes even, um, and what that's like. It's not a right or wrong, but there are some definite differences. So we're going to talk about that. But before we dive into all of those things uh, with regards to size, let's first tell you who we are. FranCoach is a national search firm dedicated to working with individuals who are interested in owning a franchise. We are partnered with over 500 of the top franchisors in the country, spanning nearly 60 industries. Our goal is to help clients find the absolute best franchise for them to own. And our goal of the Franchising 101 podcast series is to help educate people on all aspects of franchise ownership. Um, and one of those aspects, again, is what we're going to talk about today. Um, a well-established, bigger franchise system versus an emerging one. Um, so what's that mean? So as we look at things, um, you may have a franchise and we can use, you know, super big names. Everybody thinks of uh, a, a subway where there's, geez, there's one like every other block or a great clips, a super cuts, uh, things like that, that have literally thousands of owners around the country, around the world. Um, that, and that's probably kind of on the extreme end. But a lot of the established brands that we work with, um, they're sitting, you know, they've got several hundred franchise locations or units around the country. Um, but there are also some great franchise opportunities that you have probably never heard of because they may only have 20, 30, 40 franchise locations around the country. Um, positives and negatives to both of those opportunities. So we'll kind of discuss that. So with a more established franchise, been around for a decade, maybe even two, um, several hundred franchise locations. Um, so what are we going to get with that? Well, number one, we're going to get data, 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 data. We're going to get tons of it. Um, again, good and bad. Sometimes too much of it. We get the analysis by or paralysis by analysis. I think that's how that goes. Um, we're going to have tons of data from their franchise owners, the historical numbers of units, what they've done, their, their numbers as far as this is what it's going to take 
to get your franchise location open is going to be much more exacting. The revenue numbers that you're going to see, um, you're going to have you're going to have greater ranges, but you're going to have much more uh, solid kind of midpoint that that median. Um, you're going to have longer history for owners to have some very top end, you know, owners that have been in business for 8, 10, 12, 15 years, um, they're going to have some significant revenue to be able to show. You're going to have more data from that standpoint. No two ways around it. What else are you going to have? You're typically going to have a much more robust infrastructure with the franchisor. Um, You're going to have a you know department across the board and people within the department for the marketing side of things the operation maybe it's if it's something that has a location your real estate team um it could be something that's creating uh partnerships uh strategic uh partnerships referral sources national accounts things like that those will all be kind of as if it's a, a bigger corporation where you're going to have those all all siloed off. There'll be different people in in each one. So each of those little things, um, the technology side, the social media side, you're going to have contacts and and sometimes several of them in each of those areas. Definitely going to have that. You're going to have a stronger network of franchise owners as your partners that you're going to be able to reach out to and tap into. Um, Again, more data points, more support. Um, so those are those tend to be positive things for for most people. You are also going to have with more franchise owners, you're going to have less availability. So you may still have availability um, in your market if you're in a big metro area. Let's say you live in in the lovely Phoenix, Arizona side of things. There could be five, six other owners perhaps in there, and maybe. Your little part of the, the metro area is open, but on both sides of you, there's there's a neighbor in another neighboring territory. Um, what's it like to be second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth into a metro area? What's it like to have um, your territory surrounded with, with neighbors? Um, most franchise systems, uh, those are going to be friendly partnerships and friendly neighbors. But not always. Um, that can at times limit expansion. You know, if there's somebody else already there, guess what? You can't expand into their territory. It's taken. Um, not always a deal killer, but for people that are looking for growth potential, sometimes that franchise with 500 locations just isn't going to have the growth opportunities. The other thing that can happen in a franchise with several hundred locations is you may look at a metro area and go, oh my gosh, I know this would be the best spot for this particular franchise. Somebody may already own it. Are you okay with um, maybe coming to commute a little bit from where you live to where your franchise is because that's what's available? Or here were the top three potential locations or territories for a metro area those are already owned. Are you okay with going to another potential market in that area? Doesn't mean you can't be successful, right? Because frankly, the franchise won't let you start something if they think you're going to fail or the demographics don't match, but it's maybe not as good as some of the others, at least on paper. Um, You've got to be okay with that. So that can be a little bit of a 
uh, a downside. And every now and then in bigger franchise organizations, for some people, they don't like that. Um, we, we worked with a couple couple people here last year that came from a massive corporate organization, one of the top probably a couple hundred uh Franchise or, or, or corporations in the country it was a, a, a fortune, fortune 500 for sure. It may even been more than that. Um, but a worldwide organization with thousands and thousands and thousands of employees and all the bureaucracy that goes with it. They didn't want any part of that. Um, and that's okay too. There's nothing, again, not a right or wrong, but you've got to be a, a understanding what you're, what you're comfortable with and does a huge franchise make it feel too limiting? Um, because they're going to be more structured in how things are done. You're going to have a little less flexibility, freedom, ability to put your stamp on a business in something like that in most cases. So again, not right or wrong, but but there's, there are advantages and disadvantages um, for that. Now, that's with something bigger. What about a franchise that's smaller? You'll hear the term emerging franchise often which is almost always means they're under 100 locations and really more times than not, they're probably under 50 locations. Um, what are you going to get with this? What are you going to sacrifice? Well, number one, data. Let's start with that. Um, you are more than likely going to have 10, 15, 20 franchise owners in a system and you're going to have their experience. Um, and it's possible that one of the first ones through through the line as a franchise owner, maybe they spent a little more than they should have in their startup phase. Maybe they didn't spend enough. Uh, maybe their ramp up was skewed a little bit based on things just not quite being ready yet. Um, that, that happens. Um, you'll get wider ranges sometimes in the investment because of that. Um, you won't have the historical data. If all 25 owners in a system have only been in business for three years, you don't know what to expect in year five, eight, 10, 15, because there hasn't been anybody there yet. In some cases, the franchisor, um, their unit or units, they have been open that long. So you do have their historical data um, and you can kind of take out um, royalties and fees and things like that and, and kind of get to still get a financial model, but it is a little bit different. So you're going to be running off less data um, from a historical perspective. So, so, so you've got, you've got that. Um, you're going to have less brand awareness in your market. There is a really good chance in that situation. You're going to be the first one going into your city with that particular franchise. Um, it's not, not a bad thing. Somebody has, somebody's always, somebody's always the first, somebody owned the first McDonald's, right. Um, or any of those things out there in a particular area. Um, but you have to be willing to be that first person to get out there as the face of the business to really create that awareness, create that brand, the culture, um, the identity that that you want. Obviously, with the support of the franchisor, but you're the only one. Again, if you're the first one coming for that emerging franchise into Phoenix, you're the first one. There nobody knows what that name is. You've got to be able to kind of build build that brand with the support of the franchisor. Um, you don't have any neighbors more than likely. So what does that mean from an expansion standpoint? Um, you could come in and start your first location, first unit, first territory, 
and get things going and still have the ability to spread out and add in an additional units, um, typically easier than when there's already people around you. So that scalability stuff can't, comes into play. You typically are going to have a little bit more flexibility in how things are going at the beginning. And sometimes, sometimes people like this because they can actually help not just influence the direction of their own unit, but also the overall franchise. Um, and, and again, being able to be one of those trailblazers in a brand, you do get that opportunity a little bit. Um, sometimes you're also going to have, um, again, a little bit more flexibility or a little bit more negotiation when it comes to multiple units for a newer brand. Um, it's not always, and to be honest, I kind of hesitate even bringing up this part, but it, but it, but it does happen. Where again, if it's your franchisee number three hundred and fifty-five, there's no negotiation on franchise fees, develop timeline for develop, development, those things. When your franchise number twenty-seven, that can happen a little bit more. Again, if that franchise is looking at you as a great fit for them, that can happen. Will never happen with a more established brand. So you've got those things. Um, now, what about the support from the franchisor? So you may have your support person. This is this is Tina. And Tina is going to help you with the marketing and the operations and the real estate and, and, and. Um, and Tina is the one that's going to come out in your field. She's going to do your training. And sometimes it's as small as that. And oh, by the way, Tina is the co-founder of the franchise and helped build it up. Um, awesome for Tina. Tina might get a little, might run, might get run a little ragged with that early on. Um, so it's one of the things that, that we're going to kind of look for with our clients is, Hey, it's an emerging. Are they a little thin with their support structure? Um, again, not a bad thing necessarily, but for each, each person is going to need a little bit more support. This is your first venture into owning any sort of business or any of franchise that might be a little disconcerting. You might be better off with something that has more of an infrastructure. Um, if it's an emerging brand, does that mean they only have Tina? No, absolutely not. There are franchises out there that have been in business for years and years and years and have pretty massive businesses of their own that they're running and they have that infrastructure and support in place. Great. Now you may have an emerging franchise with a great deal of me. You've got five Tinas along the way to help you with each of those things. Um, and again, depending on where that franchise is a little bit stronger with support, that matches. One person may need tons of help with back office and technology and, and infrastructure and support to run their business. Well, if that franchise doesn't have that, or that's not their strong suit, that could potentially be, be, be something that's not a great match. If you are fantastic at that and you're like, oh no, that's that's my strong suit. I need more help with some marketing or operational. And you know that franchise, they don't have much on the back end, but they're great on that front end. Well, again, that could be a great match, even though they're a smaller, more emerging franchise. Um, as, the, as is typically the case in franchising, and this can be a little frustrating sometimes for, for folks, there is not a one size fits all answer. It is an incredibly individualized and personalized process. And why it is incredibly difficult to find that perfect franchise by using our friend Google. 
um, because Google isn't going to tell you what the behind the scenes is of a particular franchise. What is it like to to be an owner? Nor in most cases is it going to help you understand what you should even be thinking about from your own perspective, which again is the brand coach process. It's why we are here to help educate people on franchise ownership. If this is the right path for them. And a big part of understanding if it's the right path is understanding what's your best match. What are you good at? What do you want? Where's your strengths? Where do you need support? Um, the type of culture, infrastructure, and even just the people within the franchise, both in the franchisor and the other franchisees. Is it a very collaborative organization? Is it like, here's your stuff and good luck, go, go, go get it. Um, Again, none of those things is is, is going to be a one-stop shop or perfect for everybody, but part of our process to help understand and identify what those areas are. So then as we're doing the research to find potential matches, we can take that information um, with us. And again, the, the franchise that ends up being the ultimate match, it is almost always for reasons that are not on the surface. It's not the industry. Um, it's not... Um, it's not well an industry is the biggest one people people get caught up in it's rarely that it is more importantly those day in day out it's it's and we've got a podcast just on this the get out of bed test what are you doing as an owner um and those different support things um and looking and being able to compare and contrast an emerging brand where you would be franchisee number 27 in the first one in your metro area Versus being franchisee number 357 and being the fourth one in your metro area, those are differences. And the only way to know which is the, the right fit is to be able to compare and contrast brands that are appropriate for you. So um, that's what I want to talk about today. Again, just that size doesn't always matter. I don't know what to tell you. But um, and certainly with franchising, that is the case. But it is important to kind of explore things from all aspects. Um, so that's today's topic. As always, we just want to thank you so much for listening to the Franchising 101 podcast series. Um, it's been hugely successful and we thank everybody for their for their support. If you haven't, please make sure you wherever you're listening to the podcast, make sure you, you follow us, subscribe. Um, so you don't ever miss any episode of this. Um, also, we have a new franchise podcast specific websites, literally franchising101podcast.net. Um, our main website, francoach.net is still there. Uh, but send us a message. If there's something you want us to, to talk about on future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to learn more about potentially becoming a franchise owner, so see if this is the right path for you, then shoot us a note there. and Let's get a, a first call scheduled. There's never, ever any fee for our service. So we, we encourage you to take that first step today to help create your better tomorrow. We thank everyone for tuning in. Stay safe and we look forward to connecting very soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast, where our ultimate goal is to help educate you on all things franchising so you can create your better tomorrow.